We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the David Ross Show. Chicago! Cubs manager David Ross on the Lawrence Holmes Show. My expectation is for us to win ball games. I mean, like, we're going to go out and compete really hard. I think it's a fun group. World Series hero. And now the 1-2 pitch on the way to Ross. One on, hit in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Davis. Back near the track. Near the wall. Davis leaping. And that ball is a home run. David Ross with Lawrence Holmes on 670 The Score. The Cubs manager, David Ross, joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Cubs and White Sox tonight over on the north side, and we've got Rossi here on the score. Rossi, what's good, man? Good morning, Lawrence. How we doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Do you think you're going to play baseball tonight? I think so. I just got a weather update from our guy. It looks like things will, uh, the heavy stuff's out of out of range and maybe some light showers, but it's going to be a little cold, a little windy, and um, hopefully we get it in. When you have a day like this where the the weather's kind of up in the air, what's the approach to keeping guys ready and on schedule? Uh, we you, you know, today it's nice when you kind of see it coming and, and know the weather's going to be bad. We cancel batting practice, let them come in a little bit later, let them spend time with their family. We had a nice off day yesterday. Uh, coming back from Milwaukee, a nice win, beating Corbin Burns, and uh, we know how good he is. So guys played good uh, two days ago and, um, you know, enjoying that off day and just extending it, giving them a little bit time, more time at home in the morning uh, to, to do what they need to do to have their own personal downtime, just coming a little bit later when batting practice is canceled and knowing the field's going to be a little, little uh, the tarp's going to be on and going to be a little wet. Do you think about some of that stuff, like all the, the early days that you spent like in clubhouses and where maybe you didn't necessarily need to spend that time there and that those hours could have been spent like hanging out with your kids or doing crossword puzzles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, I mean, you want the clubhouse, you want the, uh, your work environment to be one that guys want to come to and hang out. I think the thing with the rain and, and some of the weather issues, it's, it's just miserable outside. We've got so much technology and um, you know, facilities indoors, whether the, the beautiful weight room or cages or um, the pitching mounds and the bullpen um, and the players lounge and, and uh, cafeteria, just really nice areas, the training room, obviously all those things are super uh, up to date and we've got some great technology in there uh, that the guys can, can monopolize their time uh, efficiently in there. But uh, the other thing is like, you just don't, you know, even as a manager and coach, you, you sit around a lot of times and the weather's bad and, You've done all your homework. You you're, you feel prepared. You feel ready. You just sit around and either play cards or uh, eat constantly or uh, just get tired sitting around. So we don't want those guys um, doing too much of that uh, if we can avoid it. This is a weird question, but I mean, I guess all of us are, especially those of us that are in Chicago, are dealing with. And you guys had a trip to Atlanta, which was good weather down there. But it, this has been about the strangest April that I've ever seen, and I've lived my whole life in Chicago. 
the sun is is something that usually brings energy to people. So is it something that you have to keep in mind with players where they're playing on these gloomy days and gloomy nights? Yeah, I mean, you 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 don't want to ever make excuses, but you also have to understand. I feel like the last homestand just was. Um, other than that 21 run night we had uh, was a beautiful day at Wrigley. Um, some of the nicest weather we probably had all season. Um, you know, you can get over just playing constantly in this nasty weather. You know, it's part of the job. Guys go out and they compete really hard. But yeah, you take that in consideration and understand every once in a while we'll, um, you know, take it out of their hands, hit indoors, try to, like I said, show up a little bit later. We are not uh, exposed to those elements all all day. Watching Marcus Stroman in his last two starts, like he's he's been phenomenal. And I know that he had said there were a couple of things mechanically that he didn't like. What has he done in these last two starts that he hadn't done in the starts previous? I think it's just a consistency of ramping up, to be honest. The short and spring training, I don't want to beat that to death, but you know, he probably had another um two starts in spring on a normal uh schedule. So you, you you're a little bit not as built up and finding your rhythm in competition. I thought, um, you know, the ball was moving all over the place. He just didn't have his command quite yet. And uh, he started to lock that in in Atlanta. And you saw some spurts of one inning it would be there, one inning it wouldn't, uh, whether it's against the Pirates or um, whenever he he would start early on. And then you start to find that rhythm. You have a little bit of success and you start to get out there and compete and be in that mode constantly. You see a performance, which I think he expects, we expect uh, from him uh, that we got on Sunday in Milwaukee. He's talked about pitch mix too. And, and I noticed that in the last start, he threw more sliders than sinkers. When you have a, a pitcher that has a variety of different pitches and you've dealt with all sorts of pitchers as their catcher. When do you know as a catcher if a guy has command? Is it as early as the bullpen, or, or is the bullpen something you don't even take into account when you're out there catching a guy on what pitch he's got command of that day? I think you just continue to follow the trends, right? You want to um, – the bullpen's going to give you an indication of um, what they feel good at, um, you know, whether they've got fastball command the pin. I, I feel like the bullpen is like a uh, batting practice. You can feel really good in batting practice as a hitter, or you can feel really crappy as a hitter. That doesn't indicate how your day is going to go when you get into competition, but um, it gives you a sense of like where you're at that day and are you uh, working on something? Or are you just kind of kind of free and easy? Um, but the bullpen is just in, just a little bit of a precursor to to what you're going to. Uh, kind of pay attention to once you get out there. If the guy can't land, if your pitcher can't land the off-speed stuff for strikes, you've got to try to hide the fastball, manipulate the fastball, and maybe you throw the off-speed stuff for chase. But if they're landing the secondary pitches for strikes and, and don't have command of the fastball, then um, you spray the fastball around a little bit, take it up, take it off the corners a little bit, maybe um, set up a little bit off the plate, and then you can get back into the count at any time if you feel like that stuff is still working in game. So it's all about just paying attention to each individual pitch and, and the confidence they have. And the, the great thing about Stro is that, um, you know, he's a veteran pitcher and, and knows what he wants to do. So the pitcher also tell you a lot, like what they want to do or what they feel good with when they get into even counts, maybe a 2-2 count, 3-2 count. They start to get into uh, certain counts and they'll shake to the pitch that they feel most comfortable with that day. That starts to give you an indication as well. How have you guys done with pitch comp so far? 
I thought it's been a success. I mean, we've uh, we still got a mixture of guys that are coming with it, um, using it. Uh, it seems to be a nice rhythm uh, for guys. Um, I think Kyle finally used it last start. Um, we're only at second base. Um, everybody, everybody seems to be adjusting to it. Uh, some guys like it, some guys don't. But uh, I think it's there and a, and a great option. And you don't, you don't have that theory of you know the guy at second knows what's coming and there seems to be a nice pace to the game to the guys that are using it kyle is scheduled to pitch tomorrow against lucas giolito he said that he's struggling to find rhythm what's happening to him in those moments when he can't find rhythm uh the thing that i think that he talks about the most uh and that we see from the side is the ball gets just a little bit flat when he's got angle and the sinkers sinking down underneath rather than running across the zone you just got more room for error and, and you don't have to be so fine. Um, and then, you know, it's a couple of the balls when they do get up, guys put better swings on and they get ball gets in the air. He's a ground ball pitcher. Um, the, his last start uh, didn't, didn't get a lot of balls on the ground when he's, when he's right, he's getting the balls on the ground and uh, getting guys to chase underneath. Um, that's his strength. So just a couple of those things, um, you know, he, he's had some really good starts. I think there's, you know, probably more positives than negatives, but um, we want to make sure we're, when we, do have one of those uh, days where he doesn't deal quite as good and the ball's flattening out. We need to kind of adjust off that a lot sooner than we've done so far. Pretty dope to have Suzuki show up and, and end up being Rookie of the Month for April. How would you yeah, describe that, yeah. that, that first month for him? Uh, it's been great. I mean, he started off on fire, obviously, uh, nationally player of the week and then uh, Rookie of the Month. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, this guy is a, a hard worker. Uh, he's calm. His his swing plays uh, in so many different um, against so many different pitchers. Uh, he's got real bat to ball uh, skills and and can command the zone. Knows what he wants to swing at and and stays true to that. Um, he'll he'll be like any other player. I think he'll have some ups and downs throughout the season and continue to adjust. But so far off to a great start. Uh, he's played great defense for us and really been uh, a staple in our lineup that, that we really need right now. You had talked to me the, uh, two weeks ago about moving him up in the lineup and we see him now in the two spot. Are you happy with his approach in the two spot? Yeah, he's been good. I think I'll, I'll, I've talked to him a little bit. There's some days when we we need a little more, try to stretch the lineup out when maybe some other guys maybe scuff on a little bit. Um, and I've moved him back and forth a couple times, just trying to get back to that, that long lineup and making sure he's comfortable. But we'll continue to set up what's best and uh, Happer swing the bat really well um, in front of him. Wilson's off to a nice start uh, using the whole field. Uh, we got to get the guys at the top going. Rivas is starting to swing the bat really well. So once we you know figure out um, who can be consistent and, you know, the guys that are struggling a little bit when they uh, work some things out and get, get back going. Frank Frank's time is not quite there yet. Uh, Nick's time is not quite there. Uh, you know, some of these guys that are um, still finding their way, we just got to kind of move them around and uh, try to surround them with some, some guys that are swinging well. Wisdom's off to a, a nice start, hitting homers and, and really uh, carrying his last season into this year. Half has got seven walks in his last seven games, so that's easy math for me. He's averaging a, a walk <laughs> per game. Um, what does that open up when a player is is okay with taking walks? Well, I think that's the. Uh, it's hard to sustain. It's hitting so hard, Lawrence, in this game, and you know the great ones get paid a lot of money, and, and they're in there every day. When you can um, take your walks and not chase outside the zone, the hitting. Uh, in general, it's hard to hit outside the zone. So if you're commanding the strike zone, hitting balls 
swinging at pitches in the zone, you're going to have more success. When you start chasing outside of that and just trying to put bow on the ball, um, that's where you can get yourself in trouble, and it's hard to sustain you know, average in this game. So taking your walks is really important to being a, a consistent Major League Baseball player, and I think that's uh, what Happer's trying to be. He's picked up – I have really been impressed with – his at-bats from both sides, his right-handed swing's been great this year, using off-field, he's got a homer uh, off Max Free the other day, um, you know, really locked in off a really good lefty, and then he's been playing phenomenal, phenomenal defense for us. So uh, all around a great start for Happer and, and been a real consistent um, player for us in the middle of our lineup. Rossi, before I let you go, I had Mark DeRosa on the show a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm glad that, that you giggled because he giggled when I said your name. Uh, and so I asked him what he thinks of you. Here's what he told me. I know David very well. What do you think of him? I absolutely love the guy. I, I mean, I'll say this about David Ross. The thing I respect most about him, obviously, is the career he's had, grinding it out, peaks and valleys of, of being a backup catcher and working himself into a starting catcher and being a mentor and being selfless as a manager and as a player, wanting the best for the guy next to him, even if it took kind of a tough conversation. And there's not too many guys that have the ability to tell you the honest truth, good, bad, or indifferent, and get the same reaction, whether they're telling you the greatest thing or the worst thing. He is just an absolutely awesome guy to be around. I would agree with that. Do you think that is a fair assessment of David Ross, the manager? <laughs> Listen, I love D-Row, and, and I, I appreciate those nice words. That's so great. I think, you know, when you start judging yourself and like I that's for you guys to do that's for the media that's for the radio shows that's for everybody outside I try to be myself you know what I mean I try to I try to I try to be me I try to uh, I am I try to shoot guys straight for sure I, I think the one thing that most major league players would tell you is they would just want honesty they want truth they want you to shoot them straight they're we're, we're at a grown men level and um, everybody just wants to know where they stand and I try to do that I try to do that as positively as I can sometimes those messages um, you know, have to be a little bit more stern or um, have a little bit more, um, you know, emotion behind them. But for the most part, I just want uh, these guys are, are trying to make careers. They're trying to win championships for this great organization. I'm trying to do the best I can. My coaching staff works really hard. Uh, we just try to try to support each other and be honest with each other, love each other as much as we can and, and try to win, go out and win ballgames. Rossi, thanks, man. I hope that you play ball tonight and, and I'm looking forward to the next time we get a chance to chat. All right, Lawrence, good to talk to you. Talk to you soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.